Hello, universe. How you been? I mean, I, I'm sure you've been enjoying the weather. 60 degrees on the 22nd of December at 3 in the afternoon. Or what is it? It is currently 3.39. And I got to warn you, I've got the yawns. And uh, I've got uh, a two-a-day workouts today and tomorrow with, uh, oh, and Sunday to then do a triple up workout on Monday because this is the end of my 10 week program, which I have had four weeks off of the original, what I set up 13 weeks. So it's really only been nine weeks, but the week off in the hospital also, uh, meant that I had to take the week off after that off of exercise entirely. So that was a huge setback, frankly, because I couldn't do anything. So all that said, I don't have the six pack that I wanted at Christmas time. That was the gift I was going to give myself. I am in the best shape I've been in, in my, I think in my entire life. And I've tested myself by doing things like jumping rope or sprints or just, uh, physical exertion. Uh, like I actually climbed a tree in the park the other day, just feeling my own body's strength and agility. And it's high. My tennis game's never been better. My flexibility's never been better. I ride my bike with ease and glee and sprint on it most of the time. Um, so I've gotten so much exercise in the last six months that it'd be hard to think of a time in my life when I was in better condition. And physically, with the weight training that I've done for six weeks, eh, I'm pretty toned and uh, certainly wouldn't uh, oppose to going to the swimming pool. So if I can have a six pack by the end of January, the truth is I didn't work on my abs hard enough. I did, you know, 50 ish sets of seven different uh, ab crunches and shit um, twice a day, but I never really, I never really did the, the, what are the side, you know, the stuff to get to a six pack is fucking work. And I got to at least triple my output. I mean, if you're not doing 300 sit-ups a day, you're not going to have a six pack. I don't think having never had one, at least not one. I, my abs now are either the most defined they've ever been because there's no question I've got a tone across my midriff. I just don't have that dribble water and it leaks into six different valleys. Look. Not yet, but I figure if I'm this close, this is my one chance to get it because I will never come this close again. So if I have to go into some hardcore ab uh, uh, flex out for January to get myself to the first for the first time into a Brad Pitt from Thelma and Louise ab situation, fuck, it's worth it, man. It's totally worth it. And as much as that effort will piss me off. There will be days I will be laying on my bedroom carpet with my feet tucked under some heavy weight thinking, why am I doing this to myself? I fucking hate this. In fact, there will be most days that I'll be thinking that. But when I get to the end of the month and I see what all the hard work has done, well, it'll be a moment of true physical uh, pride, I guess in having gotten myself at this point in my life 
into the best physical condition I've ever been in. To have more physical skill set and reserve points available at 54th than I've had in the 53 years before that. There are certain ways that at still a capable point in your life, and yet knowing that your skill set is going to diminish soon, that having something peak is an enormous feeling of accomplishment. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's that you're finally reading a book a month and you've never read books in your life. Or you uh, managed to get your video game playing down to two days a week and you used to play 12 hours a day. I mean, if you are seeing yourself get to levels that are impressive to you, don't hesitate to push that one level further and give yourself the gift of the best you ever did or the most committed you ever were or the hardest you ever worked for yourself or the most return you ever saw on something that you could have quit on many times, but you persevered. These little wins in life obviously stack up enough to give you the courage to attempt bigger wins. But when you pull off a big win, well, then you start to believe you're capable of anything. And when you're in that mindset, well, you are capable of anything. Pause. Okay, I'm paused. Um, let's, let's criticize the old speaker here on his lack of comedy severely, recently, mostly. Here's the thing. I'm not uh, I'm not sure what is dragging me down. There's no question I feel more serious right now. Like, and it's not even that I feel serious. It's that I can't just go skip rocks on a, on a pond. I don't have that. That's not in the, in the deck. Like it's not even an option. My, Reality of life is such that I don't have, well, I don't feel, I don't feel, uh, I can jump into, uh, the realm of the absurd silliness for some reason. Like everything is a little too, uh, um, the, everything in the in the world right now feels like it's got too much potential not to be looked at with serious with seriousness. So let me give some examples. I haven't looked at the news for two weeks. I just sometimes have to shut it all off. I just don't need to know. I I know what the story in Gaza is, and if something goes crazy, I'm sure I'll see enough of a headline to look into it seriously. I'm not really concerned about what the end of your uh, top 25 lists look like for people who uh, overachieved or whatever other media crap is coming out this time of year. But when I turn all the noise of our own politic, our body politic off, and what happens in our country when it comes to the legislative uh, arena that is Washington, D.C., and then the first day I go back to it and have to accommodate the <laughs> corruption and 
just self-interest that we've let our government become. Well, it, it sobers me up. It makes me realize there's, there's times running out. You know what I mean? Like, like, fuck. I, I put on the list of stuff from this year as both good and bad, the open mic comedy nights. And then I put only on the list of bad stand up comedy. Because the open mic comedy nights were good and bad for a variety of reasons that I'll get into when I explain this. But stand up comedy to me lost its luster because the business of comedy felt filthy in what little insight into it I was given. And it just, it was the least anticipated possibility of what would spin me off the desire to pursue this late stage career in stand-up comedy. And I think since that decision, I just haven't been that funny. Because I've quit thinking of the world as a place to find the humor and instead am looking at the world now with the 2020 vision of seeing all of the problems at once. So that's one of the reasons I shut myself off from the news. I felt myself getting too um, affected by the chaos that the world's experiencing and that is being generated from within this country. I mean, that's what, that's what sometimes the, I feel like the tinnitus is. It's being in a country where everything that we're told is basically spin and some sort of cover story to cover for actions that are completely, if not <laughs> uh, illegal, morally bankrupt. The country has every malady of self-loathing manifestation at the civilizational level you can see. And the corruption that has come from the self-interest and the delusion of, um, what would you call a politician who has accepted that selling out is the way it goes? Well, I, I mean, again, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I, I'm not here to talk the filth of, of D.C. as if it's something that I wouldn't have been rubbing myself all over the mud. Hell, I'd have been in the orgies. I'd have been doing rails off the goddamn uh, banister. I mean, there's there's no l level of debauchery I wouldn't have sunk to. So, it's not that I don't understand what ha is happening in Washington. I just, I wish, I wish the better of us had found our way to maintain the institutions rather than having the power hungry among us ascend into the positions that allowed them to leverage everything for their own advantage and to let that go to a ridiculous level, to an inhumane level in so many regards. But having not participated in any of that, well, <laughs> there's some karma I didn't have to clean up this year. Nope, nope. Nope, my karma was all about having cheated on every girlfriend I ever had. Yep. 
And if uh, karmic kickback is a real thing, well, yeah, I think I think the kick to the teeth I took this year was probably the kick to the teeth that was coming if I was taking it all at once. So I can uh, certainly see the fallibility of our actions and how we can be weak and find ourselves in positions where we think, how did I act that way? I should have been better. How did I let myself get to this point? I didn't ever intend to be this. Well, if you see yourself in that position, and you're in Washington, D.C., representing the people of the United States of America, well, you're in a key position to do something right, to stand up and show us leadership of true character. That cesspool of... <laughs> of id and and instinct for power and what what else is it uh megalomania i guess i I mean it's not like i haven't thought about it i mean shit senator senator yeah that's got some cachet I could pull some stunts with that title behind me. But like Menendez, sooner or later I get caught with gold bars in my goddamn pocket. Well, I don't know if I'd handle the, fuck you guys, I'll fucking have gold bars in my pocket if I want to. I ain't done nothing wrong, as well as he did. Nope, nope, I'd probably finally go, okay, my double life of of constant corrupt activity uh, has finally come to a close. I'm going to go walk out into the ocean and not stop until I'm dead. Um, or no, maybe maybe the Democratic Party gets behind me and says, what we see here is an opportunity for somebody to tell the media to fucking leave them alone. I mean, how much inspection do you have to have if they're going to look at your house for gold bars in your pockets? They're probably going to find them. I'm pause. I hate when I get to this point of a recording. Here I'm 14 minutes into this thing. I have no fucking idea what I've talked about, mostly because I'm punchy tired and I've got like 10 dabs down, some of which are indica. So I'm like reclining. My eyes are drooping. Oh, so if ever there were 14 minutes, I should apologize for. I'm apologizing for the 14 that preceded this. I've got some stuff on this list. We're going to get through. I'm going to try to be a little bit more productive, keep to my uh, point, And um, hopefully this meeting will end with all of us walking away having something. If not, I recommend right now you just shut this thing down and do anything else at all. Even listen. No, 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 don't listen to it. something other than mine. But listen to somebody else. Go find somebody else that you like to listen to. Like, um, who do I like to listen to? I like to listen to Bonnie Raitt. But maybe you have somebody else in mind. That would be my recommendation, unless... You want to get into a conversation about what makes us do what we do. Because that's where we're going to head. And we're going to have a couple of specific uh, historical points of reference where it's like, yeah, why was he doing that? What was making him do what he was doing? Um, so that's coming. We're also going to talk about um, how I think maybe I got one wish at some point in life and forgot about it. But what my wish was and the world we live in. I can very easily see that this is what happened. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, authenticity versus presenting yourself as something you want to become. 
or selling a scenario or fake it till you make it. But stepping into a role and believing that you fill that role is 90% of realizing that role. So the idea of faking it till you make it, while I love the rhyminess and playfulness of the wordiness, um, there's some of that that's fucking the way life works if you're going to get somewhere that you really want to be. And then I was thinking about another way I might have wished this universe into existence. It's not as easy to see as the other one, but both of these are potentially there, especially if it was a genie who wanted to fuck with me. Um, and then, what's that note? It's upside down. Uh, yeah, that's why it's upside down. It was redundant. Okay. And then we're going to talk about when you feel weak or how it is you even are allowed to feel weak or what, what, how, how do you feel incapable of anything? What, what happened to you? What went wrong? All right. So let's start with. Pause and a bong hit. Unpause. So I forgot that I was going to make myself do my exercise routine throughout this podcast recording, at least part one, so that I got it done so that I can do my two-a-day tonight at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, that's going to suck. But that means I got to go exercise right now. So I'll be back in a half hour and then we'll talk about all that shit I said we're going to talk about. And I'll even do more bong hits then. So all the things I said are still going to happen. They're just going to happen on time delay. But you won't notice because when I hit stop here, I'll be right back. Time delay magic executed. Okay, it is now uh, 8.46 p.m. And uh, I did get my first workout in, but I still haven't started my second one. So I got... Uh, I got time on the, the, yeah, I got aerobic exercise time that I figure I might as well just tackle these topics in, uh, in alternating, uh, form with the last exercises I have to do so that I get all that done before 10. And then I got to wake up at six in the morning and do two of them in the morning and then two more tomorrow night. And then I do the same thing on Sunday and then I do a triple dose month or Christmas morning, and that's as good a shape as I'm going to get in, <laughs> at least until the new year, when maybe I'll go for a six pack of abs, or maybe by Monday I'll have them. I mean, I'm pretty fucking tight down there right now. That's what she said. Okay, you know what I don't trust are people that repeatedly tell the obvious joke. It's one thing if somebody blurts out the obvious joke. We all hear it in our head. We all refrain from saying it. And then somebody goes, but that's what she said. Um, and it's not, it's not that, it's not that I don't want people to express themselves when they're, when they have something they think will be funny. <coughs> but what what I what what rubs me the wrong way if I hear two three four of those out of your mouth, well then I come to realize that you don't have the filter to say everyone's thinking this right now. I'm not even gonna fucking say it, which is what everybody else in the room is thinking. But when you don't think that and you say the obvious joke again, I mean I'm like, wow, do you just live in the most moronic comedic mindset of all time that you keep blurting out the. Lamest jokes 
what a seven-year-old would say? I guess. I guess. Anyhow, I can't, I can't believe how mean that is. Like, what am I doing? I'm not even funny right now. I have no, there's no, just no vibe with the universe right now that seems um, playful. The universe seems too serious. It seems foreboding. And, uh, I mean, not ominous, but just like, it's not time to go put on the clown shoes. Actually, it's time to go put on some boots and your Gore-Tex jacket. Probably grab some gloves and even a hat. Because whatever's coming, you're going to want to be dressed a little more seriously than those fucking golf shoes. Although, if I can get in one more round of golf, I mean, should we try? Um, yeah, that that does. Although, I mean, I haven't fucked around at all, really, for a month. Just, you know, doing something stupid. Oh, well, I did take mushrooms. But that was spiritual journey attempt. I wasn't fucking around. Um, I mean, my pets died, so that's left me with less uh, energy toward the playful. I don't know. Maybe it's just a whole life lull and nothing to do with the universe's energy. Maybe everybody else right now is on an uptick. But... Well, actually, no, I know that's not true because I, uh, I saw some Gallup poll about uh, people's overall satisfaction with um, their lives, their, um, financial situation, their, uh, relationships, yada, yada. And, I, there was quite a bit of, um, there was quite a bit of interesting takeaways, but the overwhelming can't deny reality fact was the financial trends are alarming, really alarming. And when you consider that People have now maxed out their credit cards. They have nowhere to turn for relief. The the inflation skyrocketing uh, into hyperinflation is all but here. And there will be nothing fun about the... Uh, the comeuppance that we are all due. The fact is we've been living beyond our means and extended out of our <clears throat> out of our uh, comfort zone as a community collectively for three main reasons. One, all the grift. Two, all the manipulation. And three, all the lies. It has very little to do with the individual who's just going to work, coming home, and trying to fucking get by. <clears throat> that energy, mundane though it is, is more than the universe needs out of you. To have you contribute at a level beyond what you're composed to participate. So, we're all doing our role. It's the sucking of... Uh, the resources from above out of the system. It's the inequity that we're all subjected to unknowingly, un, uh, in a scale none of us can fathom. 
Boy, why, why am I getting into this? This is not what I wanted to talk about. I will just say that I feel for every. I'll just say that I feel for everybody out there hurting. And sometimes I'm a little cavalier about the situation that I um, currently enjoy without recognizing that there's a lot of pain in America right now. And there's a lot of unnecessary uh, um, energy of, <clears throat> of, uh, of you're not worth it, which is all just bullshit. So if those are feelings that you're having this holiday season, I'm reaching out to tell you that not loving yourself is the only real problem that you have. And it's an easy one to fix because literally you can do all the work and get there on a journey of self-fulfillment that is completely yours to take. Nobody else has to be involved. So if you're willing to turn yourself into the person you came here to be, well then loving yourself is the first step toward that. And then, you know, you got to do some shit, like act accordingly to who you really are. But that part's easy. Once you know who you really are and embrace that and fill yourself with the kind of eternal love that you know will carry you across time, well then, <clears throat> what's a little snow shoveling, right? Pause. And pause. <clears throat> All right. I have 50 minutes of aerobics to go do. So I'm going to go take a bite out of that, get all sweaty and exhausted, and then take, mm, what? Date is today, the 22nd. So in honor of today's date, 22nd, 12, 23, 2, 2, 1, 2, 2, 3. Okay, so I'm going to take... That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to get high as fuck, and then I'm going to get back on here, and we're going to talk about all that shit I said I'm going to talk about. I'll even listen to that part so that I talk about the shit I said I was going to talk about. I'll take a little note or something. Be right back, boss. <clears throat> There's one other thing I wanted to mention because I've always been fascinated by the um, by the people who download my entire catalog, which I'm not saying I've never downloaded bulk um, 100, 200 episodes of a podcast that I've discovered that I love. Uh, but it's always been more of uh, like, uh, who would I have done that with? Well, I would definitely have done it with Joe Rogan at some point, but, uh, uh, that those two guys that do the, uh, what you should know or the, whatever that Atlanta group is, they're good. And frankly, we're the first podcast I listened to other than sports podcasts, um, that got me into the whole format and loving it. So, uh, with that said, I'm fascinated by people who download my entire catalog because it's a lot of listening. It's some 400 hours or 380 or something. I mean, it's a lot. And I will never, I don't think, go through and listen to it all again until long after I've quit doing it. And even then, I doubt it. But I do go back and listen to specific episodes but because I named them the way I did, I can never find the one I'm looking for. So I peck around 
some period of time thinking, isn't this when I was saying that? Oh, maybe not. Maybe it was a month after this. So I, I even get frustrated by my own um, grouping and lack of structure therein. So the idea that somebody would just grab them all, well, whoever you are, you fascinate me in a way that I either never, ever want to see you in the universe for fear that we will meet and immediately the matter-antimatter reaction of our existence will snuff us out, or, you know, we'll go save the universe, right? But of all of you that have done this, and I'm guessing now there are, well, there are somewhere between 20 and 60, but I've never had two people doing it at once. Which happened tonight. <laughs> so, I guess if you're sitting around on the holiday weekend, trapped in a house with a bunch of relatives that you can't stand, and you start looking around for some angsty titled podcast that says something like, it's all my fault. It's like, fuck yeah, this motherfucker's to blame. That's what I'm, uh, let me hear what this is. And then you listen to an episode and you decide, I'm here for three days, four days, five days. I'm going to down download the whole fucking thing. Now I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm listening to this guy bitch about life. Yeah. I mean, I could have made that move at some point. But those of you who do it simultaneously, mm, now the universe is starting to spook me. I guess. I mean, in a good way. All right. I got to go exercise. I can't put this off any longer. 50 minutes. 50 minutes. Fucking it's almost nine. Ugh. God, I'm a procrastinator. Pause. That was G-A-W-D, by the way. Pause. Unpause. Well, <clears throat> maybe I was wrong. Maybe two of you aren't downloading all of my episodes at once, because now it looks like four of you did it. Or, let's face it, the way more likely uh, aberration from the mean, no, that's not what it is, deviation from the mean, would be that what the uh, KGB, the Chinese Secret Service, the Australian uh, tougher than shit men, and uh, the Canadian Mounties all dialed in uh, at once to my CIA backtalk and thought, well, we better see if this guy's a terrorist. Uh, I'm not a terrorist, if you're listening, Mossad. Um, and MI6, the last thing I would ever be is cool enough to be a spy. I am <clears throat> literally a guy who can't even keep a Home Depot job. So there is just nothing here of international man of mystery. There's not even man of mystery, nor international, nor mystery. Well, there's some mystery. There's man. I got that much. Does that make me qualify for trying out for James Bond? Bond. James Bond. Okay. So, and with 1,742 downloads, uh, that's, that's more than double I've ever gotten before in one day. In fact, that's triple what I've ever gotten in one day. So, seems to me like that's a lot of robots activity, not human activity. But I could be wrong. 
Maybe there's four of you that all found it at once and you're best friends and you're going through listening to how insane I am to see if you can figure out the craziest thing I've said in 433 episodes, now 434, so you got another one to do. Um, have fun. You have way better things you could be doing with your time, but you have way worse things you could be doing with your time too, like watching CNN. Okay, if we're going to, um, if we're going to move on here into material that's worthwhile, which we should at this point, don't we agree? First of all, I don't know how it is that when I expect the least from myself, I generally am in a mindset to give myself more than I think I can deliver. Simply put, uh, my aerobic exercise that I had to go do, I said I just do a Nordic track. And I try to keep my speed at between 7 and 8. And I uh, find it to be a full body workout. In fact, the last four minutes tonight, my quads were, for the first time ever that I can think of on the Nordic track, were the thing I was most worried were going to cramp up and, and make me quit. But after having gone no more than 32 minutes, and I don't even think I made it to 32, I think it was like 31.50, this whole last four months... Well, today I had to do 50 minutes total in whatever breakdown that was going to happen. But I did it all at once, which once I, and I, I just, I try not to look at anything. So I have no idea how much time has passed, but of course I'm listening to music. So I have some idea how much time has passed, except that this time I was also listening to a couple of news like updates. So I was kind of lost in the time. I knew I was somewhere in the 35 to 45 minute range when I was starting to think, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I should look at the time. I need to know how close I am. And I opened my, or I looked at the actual clock and I was at 44. I'm like, oh, holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. One more song. One more song. And, uh, and I will say that I barely made it because my quads did start cramping up. But I got to 50 minutes, which is 18 minutes further than I had gotten at any other time. And I quit many times in the 20s, just like I'm done with this. So you just never know how much you're capable of until you get yourself in a mindset where you're not thinking about your limits. And I hate how much of what you don't get done here is because you don't think you can do it. So... <clears throat> I said we were going to get last to what is it that is in you that that makes you think you can't get there, you can't do it. Um, you, what did I say specifically? Why do you feel, oh yeah, triggerable, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, why do you feel incapable of anything? What? What is it that, okay, there might be certain levels of, say, achievement in, uh, <clears throat> in archery that you just don't have the steady, uh, well, see, I don't know if I believe that. I think you may be able to overcome any obstacle. If the point of the activity is to be as solid and motionless as a rock, well, then you just learn how to do that. And I don't care if you start out as 
as uh, Gene Wilder and Blazing Saddles whenever he was shown in a shooting hand. Whatever kind of challenge you're facing while you're capable of overcoming it, or the challenge wouldn't be sitting there in front of you. And <clears throat> I, I know there are times when you run into a wall and think, I'm, 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 this, this isn't for me, or I, uh, I, I'm, I'm clearly better at other things, or this, this activity and I don't get along. And, of course, not everyone wants to play the oboe. And not everyone wants to play the saxophone. I mean, everyone kind of wants to play the drums. But not everyone wants to play the clarinet. And yet if you pick up a saxophone or a French horn or a kettle drum, you never know what's going to resonate back as something so familiar to you that you feel like you were born to do it. And I asked in the, po or the podcast, in the recording yesterday, what was the last thing you thought, I'm great at this. Like, you discovered something that you were great at. And I've been thinking about that one because... I don't usually elevate myself to great, but um, I, I will come up with my answer. But the last thing that I thought I'm good at was um, road, road biking. I hadn't had a road bike since high school. And while I'd been getting around every city I had lived in on a mountain bike, um, Getting on a road bike was familiar and made me think, position-wise, why have I not been riding a road bike the whole time? I'm fast. I'm, I don't mind the crouch. That's how I learned to ride a bicycle. So I can ride hunched over comfortably, and I'm nimble. I get around town with, with the kind of confidence that makes me not even want to have a car. I can get somewhere uh, 25 minutes away on a bicycle and you'll get there in 15 minutes in a car, maybe 18. So I'm only losing five to 10 minutes of time against a vehicle. Plus I get all the exercise I get. Plus I can park right at the front door. I mean, I just don't know if I'll ever move away from my main transportation being a road bike. It just offers so many benefits. The only downside to not, or to not owning a car is that you can't go to places that are distant. I can't get to Albuquerque tomorrow without taking a bus. So, or hitchhiking. I would hitchhike. I would hitchhike. But, um, so that's the only downside. And it does suck to ride in rain and snow, but you get used to it. It's not that bad. Okay, so the last thing that I thought I was good at, though, beyond that, um, well, my parents play a silly game called Wordle, and uh, yeah, let's just say that's pretty fucking easy, but I enjoy it, and I'm good at it. <laughs>
Um, I'm very good at a lot of word games. You want to play Scrabble? One-on-one? -on -one? For money? Let's do it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> or I'm just as willing to play Let It Ride. Or Ticket to Ride. Let It Ride in, in uh, Las Vegas. I wonder how much money I lost on Let It Ride. Not much. Probably a thousand bucks. Compared to like craps, which I'm sure cost me a hundred. Hundred fifty thousand. But let it ride. Dumb game. So, when you're drunk and down there with a date, then sure, let it ride. Lose a thousand bucks. I will say that the one jackpot I ever won playing table games was Caribbean Stud. I got dealt four of a kind. And won some jackpot for like 2700 bucks. I was uh, a neophyte gambler at that point. So that 2700 bucks was a lot of money in the poker room. And actually uh, was the first real stake I had to play tournaments. And was the stake I used to won win my first three tournaments. It got me up to Seattle playing full time. Anyway, I've never told my poker stories here. Not many of them at least. But there are some fun ones. Back to the stories I did intend to tell. Obviously, if you are going to find a way to think you're not worth something, it's not going to happen. And if your first instinct on thinking about what you most want in the universe is that there's too much work to get there, well, then you have hope. Because you, you see a path, but the path might be rearranging your, your career, uh, telling your kids they got to move out, um, telling your kids you're moving out. Um, whatever it may be, you may see obstacles that are onerous enough that you think, ah, I mean, yeah, I could do it, but the amount of upheaval my life will go through, I don't know if it's worth it. So you just remain stuck or you, you give yourself, hmm, you give up on yourself. I mean, a little bit because life's entanglements are too knotted to double down all your energy on something that you don't know is going to come through for you. Sticking your neck out on an adventure of new frontiers is always rewarding. It's just a question of how. And if you're somebody who plays it safe, who thinks it's way better to know that I've got my umbrella and have to carry it around on a random sunny afternoon than it is to get caught in the rain and soaked. Well, I look forward to getting soaked in the rain because it means whatever I'm doing was so exciting that I couldn't come out of the rainstorm. But <clears throat> if the only thing holding you back is doubt in yourself, there's always a way to, to make it. it. It is the least real obstacle that you can manifest is that you can't do it.
Yes, you can. Yes, you fucking can. What do you want to do? The only thing there are limits on are limits that are imposed, such as you're 18, you want to run for president, you got a 17-year wait. But in those 17 years, here's your plan to make you a better candidate so when you hit 35, you're ready to go. Whatever it is that you want to do, you can do. And that especially includes things that are places you've failed before. Because if you've gotten the courage up to go try it, then all you need now is the mindset to believe you can do it and you're worth it and you'll succeed. But hey, that was going to be the last thing we're going to talk about. So let's go back to the, how about the wish? So let's say a genie came up to me. This would have been me stumbling home drunk, sophomore year of college. And um, I'm so wasted that all I want is to smoke a joint. This is me. This is, this is a mindset that I'd be in. And typically, this would be a fair assessment of my sophomore year of college. And as I'm trying to find my way through the campus, I, uh, I stumble into some satiny-dressed, motherfucking suave-looking uh, uh, Sinbad genie, right? And Sinbad says, Hey, man, one wish. i give you one wish. But you can only wish for, uh, uh, you can't wish for more wishes. I don't know what the fucking rules are here, right? He gives me a wish. And because I'm so wasted, I think to myself, okay, do I want to wish for unlimited Denny's right now? Or do I want to wish for my life to be filled with the glory of Constantly improving marijuana situations. No, oh, that Denny's would taste good. That Denny's would taste good. But it'd be nice to be able to get high the rest of my life. All right, here you go, Sinbad. I wish, and and the the rules of the wish are, whatever I wish for will guaranteed happen, but everything else in my life is now up for potential disaster. Like I can only guarantee myself one good thing for good. And the reason I put that limitation on it is obvious because as it's turned out, the weed situation in my life has been phenomenal. It has been nothing but improvement decade after decade after decade. Either the weeds gotten better, the access has gotten better, the pricing's gotten better, or my knowledge about how to properly use the plant to get the most out of it has gotten better. Or the stigma against its, uh, its presence in my life has reduced. It's, uh, it's static with my family members is gone. Um, it, I guess it's cost me a relationship once. But it got me in jail once. It um, well, I've I've lost a lot of money buying weed, just fucking losing cash. Um, I've lost a lot of weed. That sucks. But you know, that's just me being spacey. So I 
I can see where, drunk as fuck, I said, okay, sure. As long as you'll make weed guaranteed to always be getting better, then whatever else happens in my life can always be getting worse. Well, which is obviously melodramatic and not the truth. But since I can't really point out anything else that has consistently gotten better, well, except the quality of, uh, of subscription television programming. Yeah. That too, thanks to a lot of creative energy moving into video from literature, I suppose, or the written word. I don't know. But, see, I don't count that because who gives a shit? That's, that's television. It's just passive entertainment. But in my life, I guess my tennis game's gotten better. My whole life. It's the best it's ever been right now. My health's the best it's ever been right now. But the weed is even better. It's exceptional. It is it is it is so good that it's possible I wished for it. And that's the reason we have all the other chaos. Because I figured I can deal with whatever. So long as I've got access to phenomenal weed. And on that note, it's time for a doubt. All right. Um, now, the lesser uh, relatable version of the story of me drunk, stumbling through campus, running into Sinbad the Genie, and asking for a wish. Well, it's possible that I could have said something like, well then I want to be able to find a different beautiful woman every time I want to feel sexy. And uh, I want to be able to uh, always know that um, she's into me. And bam! He gives me a prescription to Pornhub. Thanks, Simbad. Because... When I was in college, porn was still at 7-Eleven. And it wouldn't be another five years or so before you could actually start seeing where porn was going to go. So, if a genie wanted to make fun of me and my idiocy, well, yeah, I was about to step into a world where I could choose a different beautiful woman to be with every click of a mouse. Who knew that was coming? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. It changed the world. It changed the world more than social media did. And that is stunning. But giving up porn, I think, is the number one way, if you're a dude who's stuck in life, that you can make your life better got to have some willpower and believe you're worth it and that women deserve the respect of not being a click of a mouse away. But, you know, in a world saturated with clickable women, I don't know, how much do you think you're worth it? Pause. Unpause. All right. So, no, obviously it wasn't fair if you were born in this century that you came into the what, bump, the bouncy castle of 
pornography. Wherever you happen to jump, you bump into another goddamn... I mean, this, just the oversaturation of the titillated mind. I don't know. It's an interesting social experiment. We'll see what happens to it. Okay. The... Uh, I'm not going to talk about authenticity tonight. That's too much. I will say quickly that if... If Netanyahu's little private discussions that always end with, well, America's easy to to lead wherever I want them to go. Americans are manipulatable. If that shit doesn't piss you off, I don't know what would. There is his public persona, which as a recovering uh, when when you when you've organized your world through the construct of compulsive lying you recognize a compulsive liar by the dumb reactions they have that are clearly the depth of their their lies biden shows it all the time Netanyahu shows it all the time, but he is honest in private, and it's it's like Mitt Romney um, or any good politician, I suppose. Their public face and their private positions are never the same, and the hypocrisy that we tolerate in our leadership, as if that's just the way it is. Again, no, we've allowed our leaders to sell out their integrity, because as we chipped it away through a series of unaccountable episodes of great uh, misdeeds like 9-11, well, at some point people do not care. If this is the world that we're going to tolerate, then this is the world that I will adjust to and accept. That describes how we moved from 1987 to 2023 as well as anything. Now, I don't believe it was so simple as, well, this is just the coincidental end up where we go is how we're going to get there kind of life we led. No. No, there was a whole lot of machination going on that is now, for whatever reason, coming to bear. And all of this is done by people with the kind of um, leverage and access to influence that it's an, it's an intentional play to put us somewhere with cause. I have not figured it all out, but I will figure it out because otherwise, what the fuck am I doing here? But why we have this malevolent force that is directing us in a capacity that mutes all of our senses of who we are. Again, I just, I don't know why, but everyone's fighting that uphill battle. So whatever misgivings you have, whatever you're thinking about yourself that's negative, whatever you believe that has you limiting what your dreaming potential of where you could get is, throw it away. Just stop thinking you're anything but a human being manifesting on 8675309 Earth with the skills of a god. 
because that's what you are. And then look inside yourself and find the piece of yourself that's here to most flourish. Is it your curiosity? Is it your instinct to travel? Do you need to see the world? Is it your, your compulsion to teach? Do you have to share knowledge with everyone you can? I don't know. What, what, is, your, what is your driving inner force? Let it go and let, let's see where it takes you. But deciding whether or not applying for the internship at Best Buy or the internship at Target is your better move. Go camping on Oahu for a week and then come back. And if you still want to apply to Best Buy or Target, go for it. But shake your world up a little bit. See if you're thinking clearly or if you're just thinking the next thought because you had the last thought, which was the one after the one that was before it. And the one that's going to come next is just another thought that by the end of your life, you're going to wonder, what kind of life did I lead? Who am I? What fulfillment did I ever achieve? What do I know about myself better now than I did when I was here? At five years old, well, I'm not sure that we're not the wisest we can be at five years old. That might be our sweet spot. But <clears throat> regrets on the end of life look back will never have anything to do with how much you called in sick to work. I wish I wouldn't have called in sick to work so much. That was probably not the best part of my life. Okay, I can't find my note. Where the fuck did I put it? I'm stalling. I'm stalling. Oh, here it is. Okay, last stuff. I'm sorry, this has been a mediocre recording. I agree. But, um, yeah, everything else can go to shit if you'll just keep the weed situation on the rise. All right. Wish granted. Um, okay. This was the last thing I did want to talk about. So, it's, it's, there are times when I think you can start to um, become more, uh, empathetic's not the word, but um, in tune with the harmonic energies of others by the situations that they force upon themselves. And, I'm speaking now of President Donald Trump. When he was elected, I, I don't know that he saw it coming. Maybe he had been informed by the CIA that they were going to put him there. Who knows? But he seemed legitimately surprised. And I think the first thing he must have been thinking to himself was, uh, I underestimated myself. I'm, I'm, I, I'm bigger than I thought. People love me. Shit like that. Um, and so to him, this reinforcement of the Donald, well, it's going to come with certain, uh, delusions because his inauguration, uh, photo, uh, <laughs> press conference, I can't remember who the interview was with, but where he was trying to illustrate that he, in fact, had a larger inauguration crowd attend his inauguration than Barack Obama did, which was ludicrous. I mean, Barack Obama's inauguration 
attendance was four or five times what Trump saw. But he kept showing a reality that matched his sense of, but I have to be as popular because I've come from further back. Like, the people have to love me as much. Whatever you're seeing here is bigger than Barack because I'm now the biggest thing around. Like, you could see his 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 childhood psychosis warped and available to be on display as this need to be recognized. And he's never going to lose it. He can't. It's what defines him. But there's somebody who doesn't think he's worth it. Because I'm sure his father told him he wasn't. I'm sure he was a bit of a muff butthole of a kid. And you can just see how it all turns out that he's trying to convince America that an audience that is clearly, well, smaller than anything crowding for Barack Obama, well, I felt sorry for him that day. Because all the bluster, all the fucking bullshit that he's filled with in terms of his his narcissism, you know inside he walks around the house saying, God, I'm a fucking idiot. The fuck's wrong with me? I'm gonna fucking Yelling at himself. Thinking he's a piece of shit who's never gonna ever measure up. And I, I mean, it's it's strange how many of those people end up chasing power as a result of the lack of fulfillment they can find in their heart. And then they, <laughs> and then they become Nancy Pelosi, right? Okay. No, we all like you, Nancy. I don't even really know you, so how can I say anything bad about you? you seem like a kind of woman that might give me a poison chocolate, but other than that, I think I like you. Not like Courtney Love like you, but I like you. All right. Um, I was going to backstory one other scenario, but we'll do it at another time. That's a good one, though, so I will do it another time. It's just I don't want to do it another time now. Do I have anything else? Oh, okay, last thing. I'm a free speech absolutist. You're fuck right I am. And there's no fucking way that there's anything that I will ever say can't be said. Including the N-word, the C-word, and slurs at other people. Now, I admit that my free speech absolutism is because I think it makes it the simplest way to have the best among us heard. It encourages those of us who know we have better ideas to persuade those around us that they are better ideas. And that's what a true community and and civilization grows strong with, is the momentum that it knows its better members are guiding it forward. Because everything ridiculous or scornful is treated as such, collectively, in public, in the air, with the necessary uh, fortitude 
to withstand that which is heinous and and meant to harm. There are no worlds I've ever lived on where I don't believe that words are potent weapons when used as such. But again, civilized societies allow themselves to grow through those pains of using words as weapons so that they can learn how to disarm collectively the society and move forward toward enlightenment. Just because something is available to be done doesn't mean it has to be done. 